We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded. We pay our respect to their leaders, past, present and emerging. Hi everyone, welcome to Leadership of Fools. I'm Colin Beatty, and the roles have been a little reversed today where I get a chance to have a conversation with, check in with, uh, connect in with the amazing Rick Brown. Uh, throughout 2020, we've been checking in on our favorite people, how they're tracking, how they're traveling. Rick Brown, how do I find you today? I'm flabbergasted to, to have the tables turned. Here I am, uh, no longer doing the interviewing, but being the interviewed, uh, the hunter has become the hunted. <laughs> uh, I'm about to be exposed. Uh, so I'm, I'm full of excited trepidation, Colin. That's the perfect state to be in, I believe. Excited trepidation. I like it. I like it a lot. So 2020 has been a year. We can all agree on that. It has been a, a succession of dates that have followed one after the other, creating roughly a standard calendar event. Yes, indeed it has. Uh, and yet it's been a year like uh, probably no other or no other in my living memory, at least. Yes, you would have had to be doing some pretty uh, niche role play for this to resemble any other year. That's right. So the first question is, what's kept you sane uh what's kept you going what's kept you laughing uh i'm really i'm i'm actually genuinely curious about this how how has it been uh yeah look it's everyone's looking for those things that they can um you know hold on to to keep them warm during these times uh warm on the inside warm on the outside um and a little bit of time in the sunshine uh has been very good for my um my state of state of mind, uh, a little tougher during the winter months. So I'm quite enjoying the fact that spring has come back with a little bit of sunshine. The banana lounges that I invested in years ago have, you know, they've really found their way into the backyard uh, when the sun comes out. And I just spend a little bit of time out there listening to podcasts in the sunshine, justifying the uh, relaxation as, a, you know, a vitamin D intake, uh, much, much needed. And, yes. um, and, and I'm learning, you know, podcasts. Look, there's so many boxes I'm ticking while I'm out there, Colin. Fantastic. Fantastic. And um, also on top of that, you know, I did, I did my fair share of baking, Colin. I'm not going to lie. Um, I've always been a little amateur baker, fond, a hobbyist at best, but I don't mind ripping out a focaccia from time to time. I've, um, I've dabbled in bagels of late. You don't hear about focaccias much anymore. No, no. They're, but um, they used to be all the rage in the cafes, but then they got superseded by uh, paninis. Yes. Yes, they did. Interesting. So what else would be a, a, a key recipe for you? Uh, well, it's bagels, bagels at the moment. Um, yeah. I'm in the workshop phase of bagels. You know, I've made a few batches, uh, each batch better than the last, but I wouldn't say they're um, top quality bagels as yet. But uh, they're, I'm on the track. You know what I mean? Okay. And the, uh, I guess the final thing that kept me sane was uh, I've become a professional dancer, Colin. Um, I know you've seen my work on um, such high-profile platforms as TikTok and Instagram. Uh, and it started, it was, it was not a plan at all. 
it was pure happenstance, uh, a lucky accident, really. It's just my daughter was well into TikTok. She's, um, she's you know, 16, 17 years old. I think 16 when we began dancing. She's 17 now. Yep. Because so, we've spanned some time, Colin. We've spanned, <laughs> now, my dance career has spanned some time. Uh, and so, yes, she just uh, convinced me to do a little TikTok dance with her one day and I quite enjoyed it. And she enjoyed the process of teaching me a thing or two about dance. And then she was like, Dad, why can we do one every day during lockdown? Now, this was back in March when we assumed lockdown would be a very finite process. Wow. Wow. Um, but because I agreed to that, I can now say that I've done over 100, 130 dances Um most days we, we generate a dance and it's, uh, it's a bit of exercise. It's a bit of bonding, a bit of family bonding. And it's a bit of a creative and artistic out- outlet for me. It's, it's serving a lot of purposes, much like the banana lounge in the backyard. I'm ticking a lot of boxes, Colin. And I, I don't want to underplay this. I actually, um, you know that I'm slightly fascinated by the, the dance experience and your commitment to it and your daughter's commitment to it. Um, I just want to unpack it a bit further. You're up to around a day what? Like how many dances, TikTok dances have yeah. you done? I think we've done about 136, 137, around that mark. It's, it, it's not up to 140 yet, but it's definitely over 135. There you go. Right. Between 135 and 140. Right. I'm a, really, um, I'm a really big fan of the idea of, you know, any skill set is repetition. It is... Uh, more reps, uh, particularly when you have a chance to reflect on them as well, more reps leads to significant improvement. Absolutely. How have you improved over that 136 days? Yeah, well, I have improved uh, out of sight. I mean, it might not be noticeable in the dances, but it's definitely noticeable in how long it takes me to learn the dances. Uh, and some of the moves definitely come a lot easier now than they did uh, early lockdown. Uh, because, I mean... I don't know if anyone's across TikTok. It's very short pieces of choreography, uh, a minute tops, mostly around the 15 second to 30 second mark. So um, a lot of them are quite easy to pick up, um, even for my old mind and body. But um, when you're getting up to the one minute mark of choreography, Colin, that's a real that's a real test of body and mind, uh, of muscle memory, of actual memory. Uh, but the more you do it, uh, you know, there's, there's similar moves that pop up in all the dances. So... Um, some of the moves that I struggled with early on, I've gotten a handle on now because I've done them, you know, 70, 80 times right. um, in, in 70 or 80 dances. You know, they've just popped up as a little filler move. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it is that sense of um, stuff that you thought would be beyond you to start with now is like, oh, no worries. I've got this. I can do that one. All right, a, couple, a couple of more questions. And before we finish, make sure we uh, let people know where to find those TikTok dances because they are, they are gems. Um, the other couple of questions I have would be, does this for an improviser, professional improviser like you, uh, which is both uh, definitely mental but also physical, is this being a good substitute or is it quite different to being on stage improvising? Yeah, it's quite different. It's definitely exercising. Uh, it's literally exercising different muscles, um, but it's also, you know, figuratively exercising different muscles, um, flexing different creative muscles. Um, it's a bit more like doing scripted work, I'd say, where you, you know, you, you practice something over and over until you feel like you've got it to a presentable level and then you un- unleash it onto the world. But um, I guess it's not so much like doing live scripted theatre. It's more like doing uh, scripted film or television because 
the end product is disconnected from the process of creating it. You know, the people who view it aren't there while you're creating it. They just see something in their own space that you can't see them enjoying it sort of thing. So it is, it is similar to, I guess, that side of the work that I've done, but very different to the, um, to the improvisation that I do, I'd say. And a really basic one, like what's the typical from end to end, like from new choreography mm-hmm. to end product, and that might have changed over the days, but like how much time are you dedicating to this a day? Yeah, look, it depends on the dance, on the length of the dance. A one-minute dance, as I said, doesn't sound like a long time, but dance-wise, I mean, it, it takes, for, for my brain to get a hold of some of the moves, it, it takes some time. So that can be up to about an hour. Yeah, right, wow. Um, and then some of the shorter ones we can rip out r- real quick, especially if, I'm just, if I just luckily do the dance right um, early on in the process. Cause yeah, sometimes, you know, you, you've learned the dance, but getting all of the pieces to a presentable level at the same time without, you know, sometimes you do the whole first 75% of the dance perfectly, but then in your mind, you think, Oh, this is going really well. This could be the one, but then that, that thought brings you out of the dance. You know what I mean? And then you stuff up the next move. And then you've got to, so that one's no good. It's not usable. You've got to start again. One time we did a dance and the very first run through, we nailed it and we couldn't believe it. It was the, it was the quickest turnaround of all. That's fantastic. Uh, and only a couple of uh, little more questions. One would be, you've been an inspiration to me and I actually wanted to make a quick comment around that, but I'm just curious, like, are you actually got followers? Have you got people now really enjoying this, following this, um, doing well, we- anything with it? It's funny because we release it on, Millie's releases it on her, t- we do it on TikTok um, and that's just Millie's platform where she releases those dances really. And then I just, cop- I just copy them from TikTok um, and post them on my Instagram for people. So we've got separate audiences, you know what I mean? With a little bit of crossover. Um, and so Rick Brown's Instagram, if you would like to see them, is that? way to go yeah i don't know if you can do show notes or anything but i could probably send you the uh send you the details yeah let's do that oh you probably have the details you probably follow me on instagram if you don't why not colin but you know i don't even know how to do show notes properly so just (laughs) (laughs) but yeah a couple of her dances have blown up on tiktok just unexpectedly like we were always happy getting you know when we first started she was just getting her normal like 60 or 70 people watching it um which is not not too shabby but it's nothing that's nothing um but then she's since then every now and then one of them will blow up i think the most views she ever got was about sixty-five thousand or something are for you one, serious for one of the dancers i mean sixty-five thousand. yeah which is it's decent you know for people like us it's amazing but i think in in tiktok terms you're not even you're not even making a dent uh viral wise you're not even considered it's just like a dance that uh, some people have taken notice of uh, yeah, and right, it's a right. good job good job right. Well, I'll leave that behind other than to say you have been an inspiration, although I'm wondering now whether my daughter Rose um, has a little parental envy because um, she did, somewhat inspired by what you and Millie were doing, asked me to do a TikTok. If it took you one hour, I reckon it may have taken me closer to three hours over about uh, three or four days or maybe even a week. Uh, to get it to a point where I was in sync with her and she had to slow things right down. <laughs> um, but it's something I'm particularly proud of, but let's just say it was never published. So uh, <laughs> that, that probably tells you another part of the story. So yeah. um, 
but you did inspire me. And it is something that I went, wow, this is incredible exercise. That uh, it's a kind of that classic exercise when you don't even know it until afterwards. And it's something a bit more than just the body. I, I get what you're alluding to. Yeah. That's fabulous. Um, before we finish up, uh, you know, leadership of fools, you're such a key feature of that topic. What about leadership? Uh, what's, you know, it's a big question to end with, but what's ha- leadership meant for you in 2020? Yeah, it's been fascinating to watch, uh, I guess, leadership play out. And um, I've gotten to speak through this podcast, I guess, to a lot of people and gotten their perspectives. And I've also seen leadership play out on the, you know, on the public stage and um, in different areas of my life. And it's been interesting. And it's, I guess it's a very broad question because there's been so many different um I don't know, different categories of leadership that have sprung up during this year. There's, you know, people who are in leadership positions and they're leading in a situation where the pandemic has um, made it a lot harder or has their business is suffering and they're, and they're trying to deal with that. Uh, there's people who are in leadership positions where their businesses have profited from the pandemic and they're, um, they're navigating their way through that. I guess there's people in very public leadership positions who are, whose job it is to tackle the pandemic and they're being, yeah, so their job is sort of separate again. They're not dealing with the effects of the pandemic. They're, they're dealing, they're being uh, measured against the pandemic, I guess. Yes. Um, yeah. So there's, there's a whole lot of leadership scenarios playing out. Um, and it's been fascinating to watch, you know, some people have thrived in, in, in that circumstance. Um, I've noticed as well, there's a, it's been kind of like a free swing for some people in leadership positions, which I guess doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, you sort of focus on the, the hard, the, the downside of, of, all, of all of this. But I guess in some ways, some businesses have had to pivot and the leaders in those positions kind of get a free swing yeah. because if their pivot doesn't play out, it's not, it's not their fault. You know what I mean? I know. There's um there's a certain amount of uh, responsibility that has been um, abdicated, yeah. Um, because of the pandemic, which I think is a, you know, an unexpected bonus for some leaders that they get to sort of have a shot at some stuff that they may never have tried if the responsibility was going to land fairly on their shoulders. Whereas now the the pandemic gives them them um yeah gives them gives them a free swing at trying some stuff they wouldn't have normally tried. And like anything to do with humans, some of those free swings have been done with good, good intent and others not so good. Yes. Um, yes. Let's just say we, uh, the audience out there, and I'm just talking about the people, are savvier to, than ever and they see through it, So particularly if it's done with evil intent. I almost know exactly what you're saying and I'm, it's a really good take on what's playing out and something I would never have necessarily expected or anticipated, but you can see it. Yeah. You know, we're nearly up to our 15 minutes, but I just want to throw one more into the mix. Um, there is a podcast that you've been involved with for now 300 episodes, and I didn't even realise that it just hit 300 episodes. That's about to. I, uh, I think it's more than appropriate to give it a bit of a shout-out. I remember being there at the very early stages when you were talking about it, recording a couple of episodes very, very late at night, even one in Queensland, I remember quite well, in Cairns. Yep. Um, 
So it has a, it, it's been going on for how many years now? Five I think years? we started in 2014, maybe. Wow. Uh, yeah, 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 it's been, a, been about six years, I think. Well, can you give it a shout out and a bit of a recognition? Yeah. Um, thanks, Colin. Yeah, let's let's get some some palpable traction. Uh, the podcast is called How About This. Uh, you will not get any leadership uh, knowledge from this podcast. You may just get um, a gentle hour's enjoyment um, as me and Jason Geary and Carl McConnell, um, who anyone who knows Colin or has worked with Colin will have um, seen us in our Spark capacity at some stage I'm, I imagine and the three of us on basically a weekly basis for the last six years have got together and have um, just had a uh, just a ramshackle conversation discussing the, the normal things it's very I guess standard podcast fare but done in a way that I hope has justified us going for 300 episodes yeah. <laughs> that's fabulous um, it's well worth a listen and it's uh, absolutely in the spirit of some of the great podcasts of all time, uh, regular, weekly, uh, and if you kind of reflect back on it, you can see almost a lifetime's, um, you know, at least a half a generation's worth of work. So it's fabulous. So Rick Brown, it's been delightful. Thank you for the role you've played this year in 2020 and um, the podcast that you and Amanda have done have been fabulous. I hope I've done them justice today. Um, and uh, I know we'll be uh, speaking again soon. So thanks so much for today. Thanks, Colin. Thepeoplespot.com is the place to visit when you need to make the people part of your role easier, more genuine, and more suited to you. Thepeoplespot.com is the new home of people content from Colin Beatty and the team at Leadership of Fools. Thepeoplespot.com.